Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. You're very welcome along. This is the 12th episode of series 31, a series on which I've been tramping a bike track in London and talking about kindness. I'm trying to find out a bit about what it means to us, the poddies all over the world. May I invite you to step away from your desk this lunchtime, take a little walk in nature, and uh, I'll be sharing some tips about exactly how to do that this episode. Welcome along to Walk the Pod. It's an absolutely beautiful day here on the bike track in Wimbledon, in the southwest of London, in the UK. Thank you to everybody who's got in touch to say, Rach, you sound like you can breathe again. Indeed, I can. I went into hospital last week to have my breathing sorted out and I can take a full breath and I can get to the end of a sentence. It really is quite revolutionary. So the first thing I want to do is to give something back to the potties to say uh, a little bit about how to take a lunch break. Now, you might be thinking... Thanks very much, Rage, but I don't need you to tell me how to take a lunch break. I know how to take a lunch break. But can I just say that I've been uh, taking a lunch break to go on a daily walk for uh, two years now. I started the podcast in early November 2020, and I've recorded 450 episodes since then. So I have some experience of how difficult it can be to actually squeeze a lunch break into the day. And I have a few tips for you. The first thing is to say that you need an hour, okay? It's not going to work to say, oh, I'll just have a quick dash away from my desk for 30 minutes. Because by the time you've made yourself some lunch and you've got outside, it's time to go in again, isn't it? You need a full hour. So the first thing to do, I think, is to go into your work diary, go into the calendar, scroll ahead to a week in the future which doesn't have something that absolutely can't be moved in it. And I know what it'll be like at the moment. You'll go in there and there'll be some meeting in two weeks' time that you absolutely have to attend at lunchtime. So go beyond that meeting and then put a meeting in called lunch plus walk for one hour. Now, you can do this whether you're working or not. If you're retired or if you're not working... You can use your calendar that you use for everything else, be it a paper diary or be it Google Calendar, to put an hour in every day. Next thing you're going to do is to put a recurring note on that meeting. So get it to happen every every work day, Monday to Friday, and say that you're going to go for uh, your lunch plus a walk Uh, for a whole hour every working day. Now, you need to start thinking about this as a practice, okay? It's not necessarily going to come together immediately. There will be days when you can't go. There will be days when you could go, but you don't go. There will be days where you wanted to go, but you ran out of time for some reason, because you got lost in an email chain that you were replying to, or because somebody teams you at the last minute to ask you something, or what have you. You may not know where you're going to walk yet. You may not have a patch of nature that you've identified. But I went to a fascinating webinar yesterday. Really interesting conversation with somebody who 
uh, is called Rebecca Beattie and, and has written a book about the wheel of the year, which is a sort of, actually not as ancient as you might think, kind of pagan representation of what the wheel, the wheel of the year looks like, what the seasonal rituals of the year looked like in terms of uh, equinoxes and seasons and so on. So the one we are approaching is called Yule at the moment. Um, and uh, these seasonal changes help us to celebrate the uh, year as it, as it moves from one season to another. And there are various seasonal rituals that go with these parts of the year. And there are various arguments happening about what all the parts of the year are called in different bits of the world because America have added a lot more uh, and if you're sort of in the Wicca tradition in the UK you want the the basic eight wheel of the year seasonal rituals and no more thank you very much you can look into that at your own leisure uh, but now the point I was going to try to make here was that uh, what Rebecca Beatty was talking about, which I thought was very interesting, was that it's very powerful to find a piece of nature which you can access all year and walk the same path, the same route every day. Because what that does for you is it allows you to see the seasons changing. And if you're in a city, particularly if you're in an urban area, it can be very difficult to feel in touch with the seasons because of being surrounded by houses and buildings. And sometimes it's necessary to look up. Sometimes it's necessary to find a tree to keep an eye on. Sometimes we can look into people's gardens or into their window boxes to connect with nature. But there will be something. And what I'm saying is that you may not be familiar with what your nature route is gonna be yet. You might not know where you're going to walk or alternatively your life might be quite changeable in terms of where you're situated every day and you might not have a regular place that you're going to be able to walk but have a think about it so if there's somewhere that you can take your daily walks in nature and try and do a little recce of that and how easy it is to get to from your desk and back if it's possible to plan it into your future work life I think your future self will thank you introducing a lunchtime nature walk as part of your daily routine and you might actually be amazed and surprised by the positive mental and physical health benefits of your lunchtime walk. And of course the other thing that I must tell you is that the best way to embed a new habit is to surround yourself with people for whom that habit is part of their normal daily existence so that it just seems a normal thing to do and that will make it easier for you to do it because those people will say to you have you been for your walk today Barbara and you will say oh yes I, I nearly forgot but I'm going to go now and the, and the best uh, walking community that I know of well it might be your local walking group and if you don't have a local walking group, can I highly recommend to you the Walk the Pod Lunchtime Walk Club, uh, a community of walkers all over the world who walk on their own often, but we are connected together by our little Discord, Discord server, our little corner of the internet, 
on which we share all kinds of things. And what I've shared on that today is uh, something really cool that I found in the course of my studies, doing a MSc at the moment. Um, there's, a, there's a metaphor database, uh, a metaphor and analogy database that you can use to look up how to um, allude to things that may not be things that people understand already. So if you're trying to find a metaphor for something scientific that a layperson would understand, this metaphor database is incredibly helpful. So that's the treasure that's on there today. Um, it is called Metamia, uh, M-E-T-A-M-I-A dot com, Metamia. Uh, and it's well worth having a little look into. Uh, I looked up walking on Metamia and I found, uh, I found some quite interesting stuff, actually. Um, Walking is like medicine for my patients. If walking was a pill or a surgical procedure, it would be all over the news, says Dr. Bob Salis, a family practitioner in California. Uh, so that's one thing that's, that's on here, is the metaphor of if walking was a pill or a treatment, it would be internationally famous. So that's quite a good one. Uh, There's some, there's some other stuff which probably is a bit more American in its reference point, so I don't entirely understand it. Um, there's one here which says, to each his own, but for me the idea of speed walking is like trying to drive on the interstate in first gear. The good Lord gave you the ability to run for a reason. So that's sort of suggesting that if you want to go fast, just break into a run, don't do speed walking. Um, Apologies to any speed walkers out there. And I know there are one or two. Uh, there's another one which says, we are also now acutely aware that running is actually bad for you. It leaves you prone to injuries and presents the possibility of becoming tired. It's much more dangerous than walking. A good analogy is that running is like shooting heroin while walking is like smoking a cigarette, which is actually quite good for you assuming you're walking while doing it now i don't know when that was written but uh, i think i'm not sure everybody would agree with that that uh, analogy that cigarette smoking is actually quite good for you as long as you're walking while you're doing it do you think the do you think the impact of a single cigarette is offset by walking whilst smoking that cigarette uh is that possible <laughs> I'm getting myself into a minefield here. Don't smoke, kids. Uh, it's it's not a good it's not a good look. Um, so, I, I think I've made a I've made a solid pitch there for you uh, for a daily walk and how to do it. If you are struggling to get a daily walk into your work day, get in touch because I am uh, I am absolutely here to help people to fit this in because I believe in it so wholeheartedly I also believe in how difficult it is to do I really really get that so if you're having difficulty and you would like a little walking coaching uh, get in touch rach at rachelwheelie.com or go to walkthepod.com leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice
are days when I am not being kind to myself in the following way. There are days when I am rushing. Now, I I feel like the world turns exponentially fast and it seems to get faster all the time. And that if we're going to work against this, we have to really, really like make a concerted effort not to rush around because the world will speed you up if you let it. So we have to try really hard. So my kindness tip for the day is not to rush and not to rush other people either. Um, And simply to build a life around not ever having to rush from A to B or B to anywhere else. When uh, When I have rushed my lunch break, when I have sped out the door in order to record a quick podcast episode... Uh, to get to get back to a meeting that happened sooner than I would have liked it to, when my hour has been compressed by circumstances, it's not a good day, poddies. Honestly, I feel I feel sad. I feel limited and restricted. I feel frustrated. It's not it's not a good it's not a good time at all. When I have my full hour for lunch, when I get a proper stretch and a proper walk. It's wonderful and it doesn't matter what else is going on. If I'm getting my proper lunch break, which is a type of physical rest, as uh, delineated by Claudia Hammond in her wonderful book, The Art of Rest. If I can get a physical rest in, in terms of a walk at lunchtime, and I have a full hour to eat something and do that, that is a good day. And that's what I'm saying to you. You may not realise how much of a difference it might make to developing a daily walking practice at lunchtime. So I'm pitching you pretty hard today, I realise, Poddies. Pitching you pretty hard. Um, I hope I hope that you will have a go and uh, let me know how it's going for you. And if you want some uh, company on your journey, if you want to talk to Poddies all over the world who already do this, go to patreon.com forward slash Rachel Wheelie, R-A-C-H-E-L, W-H-E-E-L-E-Y and sign up to join the Lunchtime Walk Club and chat to people who walk in New Zealand, the Netherlands and Northern Spain as well as various parts of England. I'm very excited to see that we're in the top 10 fitness podcasts in Japan right now. So if you're in Japan, hello and thank you for listening and please do get in touch to say hi because I would love to hear from you. Thank you for walking with me, dear poddies. It's been a delight to stretch my legs with you this lunchtime. One thing I wanted to tell you was that I have worked out a way to bring you best bits, bonus episodes in between series. So when we wrap this series on Friday and have the Friday wrap party and generally discuss what we've learned about kindness and relax together in the evening, I shall be uh, very excited that the following week you'll be getting episodes 10 to 15 of series 21, which is a series I recorded in November 2021, as bonus episodes, which will be released at lunchtime, Monday to Friday the following week, while I will simply be resting and walking around and reflecting on the podcast and planning series 32. So um, 
I hope you enjoy those. If you have any feedback for me, if you want to say, Rach, it's confusing hearing what's going on in your life when it's a year out of date. Or, Rach, this is brilliant. I love that the weather is basically the same weather as we're getting right now. This is marvellous and is just as good as you putting out fresh content because I'd forgotten these episodes and I'm very happy. Please get in touch with me to let me know that as well. Because to be honest, whatever feedback I get, I will probably either stop doing it or do it more based on on that so um it's your podcast poddies you tell me how you want it to go so uh, series 21 episodes 10 to 15 will be released every lunchtime monday to friday in the gap between series 31 and 32 as bonus content and uh and they were recorded in november last year so they should be highly relevant to what i can see directly in front of me right now i just won't be with you in person and i would very much welcome your feedback on that idea take care of your beautiful mind thank you for walking with me in such a leisurely way today i felt like we've had lots of time today which is really nice hugely appreciate the space in the day so thank you for creating that space with me uh, give your loved ones a squeeze and i will be back with episode 13 tomorrow.